Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Soft Bites podcast. I'm here with George Andre. And uh, if you are listening to us only on the on the podcast version with sound, I recommend you that you go today to to <laughs> our YouTube channel to see <laughs> to see George Andre because he's in a beautiful set. Hello, Andre. Tell 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 us where you are, please. Hi, Manuela. Hi, everybody. I'm here in the in a place that I come very often. I come at least twice a year to for a small break. In, in it's Arifana, it's in the south of Portugal, near Algezur. Actually, it's near the place um, where we are about to to do uh, the course on conscious uh, uh, leadership, which is in Sagres. Uh, but yes, I love this place of Portugal, and for me, it's one of the best places in the world. I can't say that I have not been in many places because I have. I've been traveling a lot, but. Um, I love this place. I think this is one of the sweetest places on the planet. And there's this great combination of uh, of the ocean and mountains. And it's uh, it's very peaceful and, and very, very calm. And I love I love coming back here um, for for some times a year. And um, and yes, and the, 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 the view is quite nice. I managed to place the computer outside in the balcony. So, yeah, you can see. On my back, you can see uh, Arifan, and you can see the ocean and the landscapes. So yeah, I would advise you to come and, and check this 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 episode on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> for me, it's a very special place also because I'm from the south of Portugal, yeah. and it's uh, yeah, and it's it. You cannot. Uh, I, I, we are in the beginning of December, and the light that you have there <laughs> and the temperature, you don't. I mean, in Europe. Uh, you don't yeah. have that uh, and anywhere else, um, but yeah, and that's uh, that's a great uh, uh, way of, of of us to start. And and one of the reasons why we chose the the place Sagres, which is also in the south of Portugal and uh, near where you are, it's because of, of that also, right? To to yeah. to to have our course in a special place where we both feel good. And and also to our other uh, other colleagues to to know this this special places that that our country uh, has. Absolutely. Okay, so let's let's start our our episode of today. Today we're going to uh, talk about how to start making time for management. Um, and this was something that we already talked about uh, very briefly in another episode. Yeah. And um, we thought that this would be a good way of continue um, because it uh, it might seem very overwhelming for for dentists to start making time for management and again not only to practice owners uh, even if you are a dentist an associate working for for another colleague or for for a company uh, you need time for for management for yourself, you know, to do your treatment plans, to do uh, all the logistics, all the bureaucracy that the profession demands. And I myself find that dentists have um, difficulties on doing that because, and again, um, dentists only think of work only when they are in, in, in the chair, right? Even the dentists that I know that already are working on chair, imagine, uh, four days a week and and when i ask what about on the fifth day what you do ah then i do all the all the bureaucracy i do all the treatment plans i do all that so that's work too so they have to include that as as work yeah. but they don't think of it as as work and this has it is a, a big shift that dentists need to 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 do um and and that's why i think this episode will be uh useful yeah. Yeah. So I I will give my 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 perspective in a, a, a theoretical way, and I think you will bring again the 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 practicality of the of uh, of how to do it, and I know that you have an exercise uh, for this, and I know that you that you that you practice it yourself. You had to do it for yourself to 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 have time for management. So tell me, how did you do it and how do you uh, think other dentists could do it to 
start yeah. making time for management in a way that they don't feel it's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that they don't feel that like they are losing money because this is important yes. also. Yes, 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 absolutely. Um, this is a very interesting topic um, because it's it's very it goes to the, it deals with the root of of everything that you need to do in order to to get what you want from the profession, which is basically you want to have um, a, a healthy. Um, a healthy balance, let's say it in, in, in the way that you devote yourself to the profession while still having time to do whatever you want, to do what, what, what you want in, in your life. And there is, um, there, there are many things that we can say about this topic. And um, as a starting point, uh, I would say that um, the first thing that you need to do is to, is to stop and really think about what do you want your days to be like um and this is this is a question that um, not many dentists do to to themselves so what is exactly what what i would like my life to be my days to be because uh, i think it's susan sontag I, i'm not sure but i think it is her that says that the way that you spend your days is the way that you spend your life um so, so, so you have, yeah. really have to think about what is um, <clears throat> what is the best uh, way to spend your days, and are your days always going to be the same? Um, do you think that the, there are some days a week that need to be different than the others? So, and and there's no there's no definite answer to this because some people they prefer to um, they prefer to work a lot three days a week and then rest two days a week. Some, some people prefer to work a lot in the morning and don't work in the afternoon. So this is very different from, from everyone. Um, uh, I'll tell you my perspective, for example. And I was thinking about that when I, in the last weeks. The last weeks, I, 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 I was really overwhelmed with work. But I was also uh, looking forward for this week that I'm spending in, which is I'm, I'm, on, I'm having some time off. And I, it, I seem to work well in this... Um, in this binary way, which is um, I, I work very hard for a few days and then I have some completely time off for, for some other days. But some people, they prefer to do it like, let's say, halfway, more, more, more grayish, which is uh, they work a lot in the morning and they don't work in the afternoon. So it really depends on, what you, on, on, on how you want your life to be. And there can even be a combination of that. So once you decide that, and and I think that um, that is different from for everyone. So basically, you have to decide: well, do I want to have a balanced day, or do I want do I want to work hard some days and rest the other days? So it, it really depends on your personality, on your family, um, either if you have some parallel activities because you may not be a, a dentist full time. So it depends. So once you decide on that, I think a good exercise is to write it down. And we can have a podcast on that, so of writing down goals, and um, not only goals, but how how would you like your your mm-hmm. your work to be? How would you like your your days to be? But writing things down, I think, it's a very nice exercise, and we can talk about that in in a different podcast. But once you decide that, so let's say, well, I want my I want a perfect day to be like this. So let me give you an example. I want to work. Um, I want to work. Uh, to see only three patients a day, that would be my perfect day. Let's say that's what you want. And I'm, I'm thinking about myself because I, I, I like to do very complex and detailed work and stuff. And sometimes it takes a lot of time. So let's say that at this point in time, I, I'm seeing 15 patients a day. And I don't want that. I want to reduce the number of patients that I see. And like you were saying, without losing money. So we are thinking about the shift in the, in the type of practice that you have. And of course, that if you want to see less patients a day to do more, more combined work within a patient, you have to change the way that you communicate. You eventually have to think about people to delegate. Um, you you have to think about changing even the concept and the philosophy of your practice. And like you were saying, it's very overwhelming because how can you do all this? How can you how can you do all these transformations? And um, one trick that I learned from Frank Spear, which is my 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 role model as a, the, the, uh, as a 
um, as a dentist in terms, not only in terms of lifestyle, but also in terms of technical dentistry. Frank Spear and John Coys, they are my 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 two roles. And one of one of the things that I learned with Frank Spear is that, like everything in life, you start step by step, and there are really no limits of what you can achieve when you have this step by step philosophy of building layers over layers of doing things one step at a time. And one thing that I that he, that he that I he mentioned, and I'll never forget about this, is that if you want to have a perfect day in your practice, you have to do it uh, step by step. And one example that he gives is start by one day of a month. So one day in a month, you do your perfect practice day. So one day in a month, you do, okay, so today I'm only going to see three patients. Oh, today I'm only going to uh, work in the morning or today I'm only going to work in the afternoon and I'm going to surf in the morning or be with my family or be with my kids. So this is my perfect day. And um, this is how I would like the vast majority of my days would be like. So you start by one day a month. And there are no, no excuses for that because uh, one day a month, of course, that initially you may be losing money if you think about the money that you make seeing 10 patients or seeing only three patients. So if you do it one day in a month, it will be not it will not be significant. And you'll start to get the hang of that. And you'll start to realize that you can have within the practice that you have now, and of course that we are supposing that you are seeing like, you have like a volume-based practice, like you see 10, 10 patients a day, 15 patients a day, and you want to do more, more differentiated work. So I think a good option would be, so let's make this one day, a, one day at a month. And for this one day at a month, I'm going only going to see the patients that accept more um, complex treatment. And I'm going to see them one day at a month. And once, once you realize, you'll be actually doing like two days in a month. And from two days in a month, you'll be doing like one day in a week. And you'll, you, you, you build from there. That's how transformations are made. They are they are made step by step. I I've had that transformation myself because my practice in the, is in a small town, and I would do I wouldn't say volume dentistry, but I would do regular dentistry. Um, I had no time to 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 document my cases, so I started doing that step by step. I start to do that once a month, and then twice a month, and then all of a sudden, once you realize step by step, I have a team with with associates that take care of many of the stuff that. I prefer not to do, and um, and 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 yes, of course, you you will never reach perfection. You'll never be completely satisfied, but you also have to learn to because sometimes you set a goal, and when you reach it, you realize that you're still not yeah. completely happy. But but that's not that's not um, I wouldn't say that that's not the kind of happiness you are you are searching. I think the kind of happy happiness that everybody is searching is to have fun in what you are doing in the moment, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not something in the future. So if you are having fun in the moment, if you are if you are happy with what you're doing, even though it's not perfect, I think you have to enjoy it and and um, and and look back and see how come you far how far you've come and and just enjoy the moment. So I think that one of the best acts is to to start step by step. And of course, and and, and just to wrap this up, um of course, that um, when I talk, that all of a sudden I realize I have I have I have a team of of many people. Many people I have about six to seven doctors working with me, and the same amount of assistants. Of course, that's not built from one day to the other. There are some issues there. There are some people that came, some people that went. Um, not everybody will eventually fit in your team, but you 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 have to start somewhere, and you have to start step by step, and. The, the the advice that I that I would uh, give, and looking back, that I would give myself is to not to focus too much on the goal, uh, not to focus too much on exactly what you want, but throughout the, all the, the transformations, just just make sure you are still enjoying the process and taking some time off to enjoy with with your family, with your friends, with you, with whoever you want. And um, I think that's that's a good advice. Yes, you have some transformations. You have to you have to write down things, you have to make things happen, you have to delegate things, you have to organize things, and you have to set boundaries on, on the amount of patients that that you see, if that is one of the things that you are looking for. 
but you also have to make sure that you have fun throughout the process because that's that's where life is. The life is not in the, the final goal. Life is actually the small steps and the, the fun and the struggles and the thrill of the struggles that you have every day. Yeah, there's there's so much uh, to to unwrap on yeah, what you, know, you said. You know, I, I, uh, I, I, I get highly inspired. I am here, I'm... so you have to stop me because <laughs> no, I made I made some uh, some uh, um, notes so that we go through it. Um, first and very important that I think it would be a great exercise. I'm going to put it on the show notes for everyone that is listening to us to do. Write down. Free flow, right? Mm -hmm. How do you want your days to be like? Mm -hmm. This is the number one point to start. Um, because and and I have that in my in my um, in my courses when I on my mindfulness courses to dentists. Usually the courses are eight weeks, and um, in the end they have this clear vision of what how they want their days to be like and that's and that's the beginning point and then like you said step by step small actions that will have a great impact after one year because you don't see it the next week eh? you will see it after one year after two years you will see the impact of that small actions that you have on your on during your day but you have to know How do you want your days to be like? You have to know what gives you pleasure in dentistry. How do you enjoy the ride, like you were saying? And for my experience, most of dentists don't know this. They don't have this idea. Yes. I can give you a, a, an example that stayed with me until now, and we are still good friends of a colleague, that he did the course with me, and he realized that uh, he was an uh, endodontist. Yeah. Uh, he only did endo um, with the, his own clinic, with everything, uh, um, a very uh, good clinic. And he was not happy on that. And he realized while he was doing the course that when he had microsurgery, in that week, he was happy, you know. And the day before, he was super pumped and preparing everything after. And, and that day, he was really happy. And he realized, yeah, wait, this gives me pleasure. This is what I want, what I want to do. And after one year, we meet again. And he was able to change all his practice. And all he does now is microsurgery. And it was not easy. <laughs> and he said it was not easy. He had a lot to delegate. He had a lot to explain because people didn't understand. But okay, you are an endodontist. That's what you 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 do. <laughs> Why do you want to change everything now? Yeah, because I don't like it anymore. It doesn't uh, don't have fun with it anymore. Yeah. And he did it. He had to change his all his practice, all his clinic. He had to delegate, but he did it, and he he is in a completely different place now. So to have this clear vision of how you want your days to be like, to have this clear uh, feeling, you know, because it's a feeling of, of what, what in dentistry uh, makes you happy, right? That's, that's very important. And that will lead you then to the small actions that will allow you to, from in one year or two years, to be in a completely different place enjoying your your work so i think that what you said it's extremely important and to make this exercise to really write down free-flowing writing just put your mobile phone on silent mode put the alarm for 10 minutes and just put pen to paper don't take it out and and just write whatever comes uh i, I call it a, a brain dump you know you put everything that comes to your head in in paper And then when the alarm goes off after 10 or 15 minutes, you stop, you take a deep breath and you read what, uh, what you've just wrote, right? And this is just the beginning. Of course, you're going to continue to, to write. You're going to do bullet points, whatever works for you. And again, what you said, it's also very true. It's very personal. What works for me might not work from you. What I want from life might be completely different from what you, what you want. So it's your, 
day, it's your practice, it's your life. Um, and you only realize that if you do this kind of exercises. But this is the starting, this is the starting point. And after that, then you have to be intentional. Then you have to, um, to start taking those small actions. And in the beginning, they might be really small. And just like you said, just planning one day a month uh, for you to try that, uh, that, that experience of how it would be like to, to, to live that day. Because if you start doing that and if you start, uh, then it happens uh, uh, um, a very special thing is that instead of thinking about the benefits or instead of reading about the benefits, you start feeling it. You start feeling the benefits. And that will be your one of the, uh, of the main motivations for you to continue. That will be your drive because you start living what you are only uh what before you only had on your on your mind um so we already have uh a very good exercise that i i think it's the starting point of of everything and it's a it's a a very powerful question so how do you want your days to be like as as a dentist and and from that then i'm sure there will be uh dozens i can bet dozens of <laughs> very small small actions that you can take but that will have a direct and very deep impact on your on your days and your dentistry and you know on your life um but let's let's talk more about this 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 practical actions um so for example, um, you suggested, and let's stay uh, on, on the basics here. Let's stay on the basics on this episode. Let's stay one day in a month, like you, like you suggested. What practical actions can be taken for someone to organize that day in a month? Um, for me, I would say, uh, first of, of course, you have to, to put it on your agenda. So take the practical step of choosing that day and put it in, in the agenda. So imagine the 10 of January, I'm going to have this day. And another practical action is to inform your staff. Of course. So if you are the practice owner, you will inform your staff. Okay. This day, 10 of January, these are the guidelines. For my day. This is what I'm going to, to do. And if you are not a practice owner on that 10 of January, you choose the practice where you are if you, you work in different places. And you also talk to, to, to the assistant and say, look, I would like this day that I would, that I would do this, that I have this kind of patients that I have, imagine two hours appointments or that I only have three patients. So, my two practical actions would be that. So first to choose the day and then to inform the ones that are uh, in a way responsible or connected to make that day happen. What do you think? Well, um, <clears throat> yes, of course, that's critical. You have to, um, people that work with you, they have to be on the same page, you know. Um, so yes, I, 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 would, uh, I would talk to them. Like I was saying, I usually have uh, regular meetings with my with my dental nurses and uh, the the manage the, the 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 girls and and the guys that are that are taking care of the management. Um, I I do it regularly with them, and I use a lot of uh, email to communicate with them. So we have a very open communication. So at at every time in the day, we uh, during during the during the workday, we we communicate through email. So there's this communication culture that you need to establish of course that if you tell me well my communication with my team is very very low um first things that you have to work is communication because you cannot uh, just tell your nurse to, to so you are you are going to to block the agenda for this day 
But if that is not something, that communication, if, if it's not something that is usual with a team, uh, she might be, feel a little bit surprised, right? Right. So, so you have to, to, to start with the basics. So there needs to be a communication, an open communication yeah. culture in the team. And I think this is, uh, I, I don't think it, this, this is negotiable. I mean, you may say, well, I don't like to tell many details to my team. Um, well, you have to. <laughs> You have to, if you think, because that's a very bossy way of running things yeah. that, um, okay, so I don't like to tell the secrets of my business to my team. I don't want them to, to, to know more than I want them to know. So, I mean, everybody knows everything, you know, even even the amount of money that some other associate does, even the, the salaries of, of someone else, I mean, which is very sensitive stuff. I mean, everybody knows that in, in a small team because... Um, I mean, you, you can't hide that. So you have to be transparent and you have to establish a communication culture. And and that brings me to the point of you have to tell them why you're doing this. Because um, you, may, you may tell them, look, you have to you have to book time for that. But why are you doing this? Well, I am doing this because the goal is this. And the goal is not only for me. And that's also very important. The goal is for everybody. I mean, you cannot ask people to support you in your goals if you don't support people in their own goals. Um, you have to explain them and you have to, and the goal must be shared by everybody. And they have to say, okay, we are doing this because I want to have less stress and I want you girls and you guys to have less stress. I want, you will see it will be better for everyone. It will be, um, it will be a less stressful day. I want to, to see less patients in the day. I want to I want to do more of this procedure, and I by the way I also know this is better for everyone, and ask for feedback and you you you, you need to make the communication interactive of course, and um, and yeah you have to tell them, but you also need to tell them why, and make sure that there is a communication culture and the, the communication culture is a mix of um, regular meetings. And um, written communication, that like we've talked in, in some other podcasts, but you also have to tell them why and ask them if they agree with that and if, if it makes sense for them. Because if it doesn't make sense for them, if you are making this decision unilaterally, you'll not, you'll not be successful because people don't understand it and they may, they may interpret it with, from, from a wrong point of view that you are just want to want to do do things from a selfish perspective and for your own good. And they have to understand it's for the good of, of everybody. Because once you have a team, you are part of the team. And it's not only your interest, it's also the, the, the interest of the team. And in most of the situations, your own benefit will be the benefits of the team as well. So yes, I would say you have to let them know, but you have to have a communication mm -hmm. culture. And you also need to have, um, you have to ask for feedback. And to, they have to understand and they have to participate in that decision. And their word is also important, yes. Can I ask you something? Um, let's say, and because I know colleagues, uh, dentists that uh, are not clinic owners and they have so much difficulty on, uh, on making these changes. And there are some places that they have to, they have to leave because they, uh, they, they, they cannot um, make those changes in, in, in those clinics. Um, and, 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 and of course, they, they, uh, they, they, they leave knowing that it's not the right place for, for them to practice the dentistry that they, they, don't want, they want to practice. But as a clinic owner, how do you support uh, a dentist when he comes to you and uh, and he says look i um i i'm thinking about how i'm be i've been thinking about how i want my days to be like uh, as a as a dentist and i would like on the 10th of 10th of january to have this this uh, day in my agenda where i will only have three patients and I will do this and this and this. How you, as a clinic owner, take this and support this this colleague that comes to you and 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 uh, with this idea. 
Um, well, first of all, uh, there are some. There are two surfers down there. Uh, they are in the caravan, and they are, you'll see the noise of them waxing up their boards. So don't get bothered with that. That's a that's a, a wonderful wonderful okay. sound. So, so uh, what you're asking is is actually very interesting because it's uh, something that I have to work on myself, and and I have to say that I consider myself to be in a, a quite advanced level regarding that because I myself I wanted. I wanted to, when I opened my practices, because I wanted to have control and I wanted to see less patients and I want to document everything. So some people sometimes ask me advice. Well, I want to document the um, and telling my own story. I would say that if I had a place where they would allow me to work this way, I wouldn't need to open a practice, right? Uh, but it's difficult to have a place and with the philosophy that they will allow you to do what you want, which is basically see less patients, and in the first in the first um, the first years maybe be less profitable. But on the long term, they realize they are, they have someone there that could differentiate themselves and eventually bring bring more patients to 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 what he's doing. Um, I one thing that 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 I'm not very good at. Is to do the. Um, I I I think I am quite effective to do group management, but there's one thing that is very important in coaching, and I because I, I never had any any. I never studied on that. Never had any courses on on coaching. I've done some myself, but I have never uh, studied the art of coaching. And one of the the important things that I realize is to um, to sit down one on one. I don't know if you, if you, re, if you I'm, I'm sure you know that, but sitting down one on one is something mm -hmm. which I, I, I have to admit that I don't do that often. I started to do it more recently over the last year, I would say. But actually sitting down with someone and asking them, well, what do you want from the, what, what do you want from this job? Or some other question would be, what would you like to be different in this job? So you could be happier, um, and I did this a few years ago, and I had some very interesting responses. For example, uh, one of my associates she told me, "Look, I want, um, I want to travel with my kids. I want to have more time to travel with my kids, and of course, that also means to be financially more, 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 uh, more profitable." Um, some other would say, I just want to do more of these procedures. Some would say, I just want to have less hours of work. So it's difficult to combine on all these things. But eventually, you have to have these conversations. You have to ask them. You have Because if you don't ask, they will never, they, they, they may feel afraid of telling you. And that creates uh, not a very positive environment. So I think if they feel listened, and if they see that you are making an effort for that to happen, I think that um, that creates a very positive environment. And um, and yes, that's one of the things that I I think I need to work more, and I think I should do it regularly. So I would say that I would I would probably have to say that I, I should have I should be having this conversation one of on one with each doctor and each assistant that works with me, I would say twice a year at least, which I don't do at this point. I maybe do it like once a year, but I should be doing it more because um, I think it's it's something very positive. But coming back to your question, if I, have an, if I had an associate that would ask me that, I would probably um, help him to do that. So if you say, well, I, I, want, I want one day to see three days a week, to, to see, sorry, three patients a day. Yes, yes, you can do that. You mm -hmm. can do that. As long as you, my rule is this, as long as you make sure everything is organized for that to happen, I mean, because there are many rules in terms of patient management mm -hmm. in, in my practice, for example, if, if he's going to do a surgery one week before, he must have all the, the prescriptions and everything. Um, all the lab communications need to be on time. Um, all the communication with the assistants, all the material needs to be back. I would say, for example, 
And this also comes back to time management. So um, working in the practice, it's not only the, the, what, you, what you spend with the patient. And in, over the recent years, the amount of work that you need to do um, without the patient that you can eventually do at home has increased dramatically, exponentially. Because, for example, mm -hmm. you, you spend much more time communicating with the, 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 the labs. You spend much more time ordering very specific components, for example, for implants that you need to have. You spend much more time uh, communicating with the patient and presenting the treatment plan and organizing treatment plans and making sure that everything is, is on the right track. Mm -hmm. um, so if someone would come and ask me, uh, can I do this? My answer would be, and looking back, which is actually what I do, and I'm very, very strict on that. Yes, as long as there are no failures in terms of patient communication, lab communication, making sure the materials are are here and are organized a few days before the patient comes, make sure that the patient knows the post-operative care, make sure the patient knows what he has to pay and what he doesn't have to pay, um, and and that's it. So if they tell me that every, all those small steps mm -hmm. are organized, lab communication, material is ready, communication with the assistant, so everything that needs to be work done beforehand, um, payments, if everything, is con if everything is under control and thought of beforehand, yes, they can do whatever they want in my practice. It's true. I, they, they can. Actually, at this point in time, they already can do that. Mm -hmm. They can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I think I think this is a very uh, it maybe feel a little bit odd uh, for many dentists because I think that most dentists still see dentistry as something that you do with the with the patient share side and um, yeah. most dentists believe that the, you only make money mm -hmm. by having the patient in your chair which is actually absolutely not true you know what I think you make the most money. And this is a little bit yeah. out of the... Most of the money that you make is actually when you are doing right. the treatment plan. When you are writing, the, that's, that's where you make the money. Because that's where you yeah. decide what you're about to charge. And, it's, mm -hmm. and, and you're not with the patient share side. So yeah. as long as uh, all, those, all those things, they are uh, yeah. assured, yes, they can do whatever they want. And I would, I would let them do whatever they want, yes. That what you said is so 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 important uh, because it it takes a, a, a shift on the dentist mentality. Uh, several things that you said uh, regarding the the money regarding uh, work uh, is only when you work on the patient's mouth because that's where you earn money, and that's not and that's not true. Um, even uh, what the the theme of our of our episode today being how to start making time for management i'm sure that some colleagues start listening to it expecting that we were uh, going to talk something very different of, of what you are talking of what we uh, have been talking until now so we are talking about how you want your life your days to be like so how you enjoy what what you are doing how you uh start uh, making that happen right and um, and I, I think that there's this old still this old vision of of, of dentistry um, that is very uh, uh, money uh, based uh, that you only make money uh, working on <laughs> your patient's mouth and that's the only work that counts that then leads, to all these uh, decisions that uh, that stop you from from having the the the, the practice and the dentistry that that you want and stop you from from enjoying it, um, and and of course this is this is not always like like this. Uh, I don't want make to make this general, but but it still it still happens, and to 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 be. To be able to to make that shift, to even to realize what you just said uh, uh, that there's a lot of work nowadays that it's not done just when you have the patient next to you that that's work and that's very should be counted as work. It has to be on your agenda. 
It's very important work. It's the work, it's that work that ultimately will bring you the money <laughs> and that will bring you the, the satisfaction because then when you have the patient by your side, your head is clear, you're, you are relaxed, you know that you've done, you've done the work, you are prepared. Um, so at realizing that is, um, it's, it's a big shift, but, it, and again, I think that you only re, re realize it when you put it in practice. When again, when you, you stop listening to us talking and you start doing it, you start to feel for yourself the benefits because that's what I, what I also see. It's many, uh, colleagues, uh, knowing this in theory and they even realize, ah, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but then they don't, they don't take the leap, you know, they don't, um, make the, 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 they don't take the steps that will lead to the change for them to feel the benefits. And just, and that's, and I say it again because it's very important. Only when you start feeling the benefits, then that will be the motivation you need to continue and to go from one day in a month from two days in a month, from one week, and then and after a few years, you are having uh, the days that you want uh, in, in, in dentistry. Uh, Andre, any more uh, practical actions and how to start uh, making time for management? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think we've uh, we we've touched the. The, the key points, I would say that the step-by-step -step philosophy is important and make sure that everybody's on the same step, on the same page when you, when you are, um, when, when you do these decisions, uh, start by one day in a month. I think it's, it's also good and realizing that, uh, it's not only with the, with the patient share side that you, that you are actually doing dentistry. Um, that is a, a, the biggest part of dentistry, but, um, it's probably more important in terms of of optimizing your finances and uh, and 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 money is actually even more important the time that you spend without the patient share side communicating with the lab uh, ordering materials uh, making sure the treatment plan that you have done is is correct so so yes the the, the way that you manage in your time you have to think about what you are doing and you have to plan it correctly and you have to place time aside to plan that yeah, that that needs mm -hmm. to be planned and that needs to be written and yes of course that you, you need to take action and if you look mm -hmm. at it in a step-by-step -step perspective in like a one day in a month then you will be um, then i think the risk mm -hmm. is really is really low mm -hmm. so good time management it's a big thing in dentistry uh, the time that you spend uh, uh, planning, the time that you spend organizing your practice so that when you are with your patient next to you, you have everything uh, uh, organized and, and clear and ready to go. It should be counted as work and it should be in your, in your agenda. You should not do that between patients. You should not do that after a hard day of work. Um, also, uh, to be intentional with your actions, uh, that's very, very important also. So if, if you reserve, for example, a morning, uh, to do your treatment plans, um, don't, if your agenda is full, you have to be intentional and keep that morning for that. You cannot just, ah, okay, I'll put just this patient here. No. <laughs> You have to guard that space. You have to, to, to inform again, inform your, your, your staff, inform your assistant. This is how it's going to be. Guard that time for me. Please. It's work. I'm working. I don't want, uh, 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 patience on this, on this space. Um, and, um, and, 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 Again, start to, 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 to live it and start to feel, to feel the benefits. You will, from that moment, you will start seeing the changes and you will uh, keep on going. Just, just to finish, um, and going back again to the, 
to the colleagues that are not practice owners and that uh, start to have this vision of how they want how they want their days to be like and how they want their dentistry to be like. Um, if you go to uh, to a practice owner and you uh, come and you open your heart <laughs> or open your head yeah, and uh, and tell and tell them your 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 ideas and and uh, and ask them if you can have one day in the month and if you have a negative uh, answer um, ooh, I, ha- I have a very uh, personal opinion about this and I already uh, uh, told uh, told it here today that uh, I think you have to leave because <laughs> you. I, I think that we should work in places where where we share the same values. That I we. Agree uh, I agree with you. Work yeah. with the with the same values of the of the right. clinic or of the company. Um, so my my last question to you is this: So do you think it's possible for someone to practice uh, or to have or to enjoy a dentistry? Where uh, he cannot, or he or she cannot uh, um, live that dentistry, you know, where he cannot put in practice what what his vision for dentistry or what he wants uh, for dentistry. I'll give you uh, an example regarding time. If you, as a professional, feel that you sh- should have only one uh, one hour appointments, and uh, you go and because you have half an hour uh, uh, appointments, and that's the the clinic rules. And you go and you say, "Look, um, I'm sorry, I cannot do this. I would like uh, let's just start small, and you, we, we will see. But I would like one day in a month from now on to start having appointments uh, uh, of one hour instead of half an hour." And if the answer is no, uh, and you do you think, and if you you stay on that place, how is your dentistry going to be? How you are going to feel? Is it possible for someone to 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 enjoy uh, his work like that? Well, um, yeah, I agree with you. I think that uh, if you think that uh, people are not willing to listen. And to give you some chances of doing some change, I think you have to leave. I think that there are some other things that you can do. Uh, usually, what I, what, I, what I tell my students, and you just said a 30-minute or one-hour appointment, there's, but there's, for example, some other very important question, which is, would you do initial examinations in your practice? Mm-hmm. Because many people believe that the initial examination should be done, should not be done, should be done in control appointments or in between appointments. And for me, the initial examination is probably the most important and the most profitable of all the, the, the procedures because this is where you can convince the patient and talk to the patient and have time to talk to the patient to realize that he needs much more that that much more dentistry that what most dentists that what most patients believe they need. Mm-hmm. They need so one thing is what they want, the other thing is what they need. And for you to tell to, to fill this gap, you have to have time for the initial examination. And the initial examination has this huge variety of advantages. It, it, it's, it's just what distinguishes 95% of the dentists from the top 5% of dentists is the fact that they do the initial examination. So sometimes the students tell me, well, but the, the, the place that I own, maybe sometimes it's a corporate, they don't let me do that or I work in a small practice, they don't let me do that. And I usually tell them, look, either you charge or you don't charge. I don't think that's the point, even though I think you should charge at the point, that initial appointment. But the thing is that you have to do it. So if I were you, I would come to my boss and I would say, look, I went to a course and I would like you to give me uh, one-hour appointments for initial examination with the patients whenever they ask for an opinion. Um, if you don't feel like charging it, I am happy to do that for free. But I would like you to give me, I would ask you to give me the opportunity to test this for six months to one year. I am 100% sure that you will see this will be a profitable and the, the amount of patients and the amount of dentistry that this will bring to this practice will be positive. 
And I think we will feel better because we'll be doing more of actually what the patient needs and not only what the, what the patient wants. Mm -hmm. And um, just give you that chance for six months. And um, if after six months you believe it's not worth it, then it's okay. But just give me that chance for six months. And if you feel like you know you don't have to, um, if you feel like you don't have to um, to charge it, so don't charge it. So you have mm -hmm. to be willing to give. Yes. You have to be willing to give a part of yourself if you want to get something, because that's like everything in life. Nothing happens without. I mean, the amount of things that you get in life are proportional to the amount of energy that you spend doing them. I think mm -hmm. this is this is basic, and you have to be you have to be willing to especially in the early parts of your career, to give of yourself, because this is the best. I, I don't have the energy at 40s that I used to have at 20s, and, and it's, completely, it's a completely different energy and motivation. But at 20s, I would do whatever I want, whatever I, I would exhaust myself working and convincing the patient and reading articles and writing articles and stuff like that. So uh, you have to take advantage of the most energetic years of your life to be able to do some, some sort of work for free. You have to be mm -hmm. willing to do that. And um, I think that you have to make an irresistible offer <laughs> to your boss. If you believe mm -hmm. that's a good place, of course, that if, if you see completely unilateral decisions, of course, you have to leave. I mean, there's no point in, yeah. in Spain. And, and unfortunately, I have, to re I have to say that I might be wrong, but the vast majority of, of dentists, of leaders, um, they are not very open this, to these sort of propositions. And I think things are changing, of course, but unfortunately, the vast majority are always are still having that very um, traditional view of dentistry that um, you only make money with a patient, you only make money doing procedures. No, you make money thinking about the procedures that you are about to do and communicating them. This is where you make the money. This is why I'm telling that initial examination is really key. And of course, that also as a parallel with the time of appointment. You cannot do dentistry with 30-minute appointments. This isn't possible. It's not possible. Unless it's a very, very small procedure, you don't have time to numb the patient. For a regular feeling, numbing the patient, talking to the patient, polishing. I mean, it's it's very difficult. It's very difficult to do things in 30 minutes. I don't know if you hear the saxophone on the back. Do you hear it? Yeah, yeah, I hear <laughs> there's it. A guy, there's a guy playing saxophone. I wasn't expecting that, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> so yes, that's it. I mean, you have to be willing to give before before you take, and you also have to be willing to once you once you make yourself vulnerable and tell them what you need to do and what you would like to do. And if you feel there's no sort of empathy, there's no sort of of of, um, of understanding in your in your in, in what you are asking, then yes, you have to leave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to leave, but you already uh, are leaving in a, in a completely different place because of you course. already uh, know what you want for yourself. Yes. So it will be easier yes. to look for other place that will share the same the same values and, and that will uh, be able to for you to to yeah to 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 implement uh, your 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 way of 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 work. Um, and this has to do also with, uh, and, and this is all connected. I mean, in the last episode, yeah. we talked about communication and how a good communication then gives you uh, autonomy. Um, so, but it, if, uh, for me, a very important thing is if a practice, if a clinic uh, has, this, uh, has a system in place and that system is based on the, on the values, right, of the, of, of the clinic, then it will be much easier for uh, for the for the, the for the the workers or the the, the associates or the assistants uh, to to work on that on that place uh, because you will all share the same the same the same values so the you are all with the same guidelines so that's uh, that's that's much easier um, but. And, and I'm sure we're going to be talking about this more in the future. But you, you, you touch some so much important uh, issues uh, here today, including the fact that you could uh, lead uh, a clinic uh, based 
on uh, on what your uh, uh, I mean what your colleagues, what your associates uh, want, and and by asking them what uh, what they want and how how can I help you? Uh, how can yeah. this practice help you? Uh, having the the performing the dentistry that you want and that you like, instead of based on okay, you have to reach this goal of uh, this is what you have to reach in the end of the month, and for that you have to have uh, appointments every forty uh, five minutes or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I think I think even the the leadership role, and I think we'll talk a lot about that in the course. Even what it means to be a leader today is. Um, you, you need to. Uh, I've I've learned a lot with Gary Vaynerchuk, and I'm think I think you're a follower, Gary V, and and he mm-hmm. he has this this saying that says that actually you work for the people that you mm-hmm. that you employ, mm-hmm. and because you work mm-hmm. for them, you are highly paid yeah. for that, because mm-hmm. they are not your employees. Basically, you are working for them, and to be able to, and it's such a demanding job to be work to, to work for your employees that you have to be paid for that. No, but you have to make sure that that uh, that there's this shift in the because if you think that you are going to dentistry to make money and to to be in charge of of people and that to be bossy with people and uh, I, I think there's there, there's just so many shifts going on at this time even even a few days ago I just saw an article of the the amount of people that are quitting their jobs with the pandemic I don't know if you mm-hmm. if you are mm-hmm. heard about it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, things are shifting so it's much. Called the I, the big dropout or something yes, like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. so I think this is a reflection that pe- that most people and I, yesterday I was talking to the to 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 a friend of mine about that, um, and I was telling, it, look, uh, it's so very complex the way that people approach work today. So very different than it was ten years ago, um, and I I have this feeling that most people are not happy in their jobs. And it's it's a it's a gigantic um, task to to make sure that they have a pleasant time while they are working. It's a gigantic job because people are yeah. complex. And even if you do one thing that I realized, even if you do everything right, everything is right, and you do the best, there's wear. You know, I mean, people wear down with time, and you have to you have to understand that people go through ups and downs, and people go through better phases and, and less better phases and to be able to handle all that it's difficult and still maintain um, a strong team that has many components financially time the way that you talk to them one of the things that i think is really important in the and i you can we can eventually talk about that which is the the energy of the place and the energy of the place for me has to do a lot with um noise control you know at least for me, I, I I get really bored when people talk loud in my practice. I really get bored. I, I, I really get, they really touch my buttons with that. Either it's an assistant or a doctor to the patient or whatever, because I think that so much energy, so much bad energy comes from talking loud in the practice. Uh, that's just, that's just one of the components, just, just to tell you about the importance of, of, how complex it is to maintain people happy in the in, in the practice. I, I think it's um, it's it's very difficult. Uh, on the other on the other hand, it's very rewarding because mm-hmm. when you look mm-hmm. back, when when I look back, and especially when in, in the toughest times, I think that in most of the situations, my my team has gotten my back when they feel that I that I mm-hmm. I'm I'm through a, a worse phase. But for for them to have my back, I need to have their back. I need to make sure mm-hmm. that their 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 needs are met, and um, it's 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 a difficult work. And because it's a difficult work, yes, you need to manage your time because you cannot do anything. You have to delegate and and, and time management. Like you were saying, you you need to make sure that you properly plan the time that you spend in your day. And today, it's it's. It's it's completely clear that you are spending more time, more and more time with the patient outside the chair, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and even the digital components of practice is increasing. I mean, people with the liners they are monitoring the liners at home. They are doing tele appointments. Um, they are um, there are so many new technologies that 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 um, 
that demand the patient that demand the dentist to work without the 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 the, 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 the patient share side. So I think that people need to think about that. People need to think that dentistry is dentistry and, and, and every sort of profession. There's a big shift now, and we need to be aware of that. And we need to to to, mm -hmm. uh, to embrace these shifts with uh, with with imagination and with, uh, but especially with joy. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we cannot fear these these changes. We we have to embrace them and we have to have fun with them and we have to reinvent ourselves and we, we, we need not to be um, stuck in the idea of, of, of what we have from, of, from ourselves and the ideas that we have because things change and, and there, there's these big shifts going on and, and, and happening in dentistry that, that will demand much more open-minded from much more open-mindedness from, from leaders mm -hmm. and from associates and, and from, from whoever. But mm -hmm. yes, I, mm -hmm. I think we should start by great communication and they need to understand that why you are doing the shift that you are doing and that is because of your own good but also the patient's own also also the team's own good so mm -hmm. that at mm -hmm. the end of the day they can be happier in, in, in their workplace and usually i think that happier people in the workplace will make you more money that's what i think <laughs> Yeah, I I share I share uh, that idea also. Yeah. Because money is important. Because because money is important, and I'm sure we'll have a podcast talking about very mm -hmm. money. Very money is super. Money yeah. is super important, but and I don't want tool. anyone to get the idea that uh, it's just that's, a tool. It's just a tool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, money is, yeah, that, money is a it. tool. Money is a tool that I have to to come here and spend a week. All alone, just mm -hmm. writing stuff, surfing. Money is a tool. So mm -hmm. why 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 is money important and, to do the things that you want? Yeah, and I uh, and I also think that money is a consequence. Yes, right? absolutely. So if absolutely. if you if you work, if you deliver the work, if you uh, I mean, money will be a consequence uh, absolutely uh, uh, of that of that work. Absolutely. Okay, so. Um, I think we've that shift, we are going... shift off the topic as usual, but I think that's also a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, next episode, we are going to talk about on how to delegate with success and how to ensure quality. Yes. I think that, uh, that, that that's a good one. And um, because... Uh, and we already talked about this. I think it was in the, in the, in the other ep uh, episode, on number two, that... Um, uh, I think that in, uh, the way I see things, the, the, the general dentist is not, uh, it's, it's, it's something that's, it, it's still not over, but it's almost over. Yes. <laughs> Nowadays we have more and more multidisciplinary teams. And again, even if you are not a practice owner, you have to be able to delegate. You have to be able to, but you have to be also have to, to be able to do it with with security, you know, that with yeah. with trust. Yeah. Uh, so that I think that would be a good one uh, for for next time. So thank you so much. So thank you so much, Andre, for the for the wonderful conversation. I love our conversations. I hope this is uh, this is of 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 interest for for dentists, and I hope this um, brings some 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 insights for for some dentists and if you i would like to say today that if someone has any questions or if someone would like to 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 get in touch with us um, all the all our contacts are on the show notes i'm going to to put everything on the show notes and please don't forget that we are going to have this this leadership course in dentistry uh, March ne next year, um, the beginning of March in the, in the beautiful place in a beautiful place uh, of Sagres. I will also put the link for the course in the show notes, and and we are going to uh, to talk about all of these things that we that we've been uh, discussing, but in a in a more practical way, with, uh, with giving you the protocols, giving you the the exercises, giving you the the step by step on how you can implement this on your everyday dentistry practice, on the real dentistry uh, practice. Uh, 
Um, uh, and so I would like to, to leave you the invitation, not only if you have questions or if you want to, to, to talk to us, but also to, to be with us on those three days and, and uh, come learn with us. And we, of course, will, will learn from you because I, I really uh, I think that we all have to, to learn from each other. Because just like you said, I also believe that we are in times of of, uh, of changing. These things are are shifting, and I uh, see every day uh, dentists uh, colleagues navigating these new times. You know, with uncertainty, and 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 for me, these are fun times. So these are <laughs> because I love what I do, and I I I, I think that uh, dentistry is coming, and this this uh, this exciting uh, um, time. Um, but I know that it could be it can be overwhelming. So uh, I really do believe that we can we can help uh, dentists uh, navigating this 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 new this new times, and our course will be a great tool for that. So, Andre. Thank you so much. Um, I really wish you could feel half of the energy of this of this place here. Yeah, I'm really, really <laughs> in a Zen mood. The sun is in my face. I'm completely, completely uh, absorbed by the sounds of, of this place, by the ocean on the back and by the wind on the trees. And there's just some guy just started playing saxophone, which is not an instrument that I like that much, but it's really, really being, it's really pleasant to be here. So enjoy thank it. you so much. And, um, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time and enjoy, enjoy your week. And thank you everyone for watching us and for listening to us. Bye-bye.